Here, we believe in inspiration, passion, deep feeling, and connection. Here, we believe in sacred paradox and wild healing. Here, we believe that life itself is a spiritual practice and that our humanness is holy. Here, we laugh, cry, ponder, meditate, and keep finding new ways to make every day magical while embodying our deepest longings. I am Rebecca Faith Pewterbaugh, and you are listening to the Wild Intuitive Podcast. Good morning and happy Wednesday, Wild Intuitives. Oh, half the week, half the week has gone by. Um, it is hump day. I hope your week is going fairly well thus far. And if it's been challenging, I hope you have found moments of peace and moments of joy in amongst the challenges. Uh, for me, this is my Sunday. I head back to work tonight. My work week starts Wednesday night at 11.45 p.m. Yay, graveyard shift. Which, uh, you know, I, I when I first got this job, I wasn't sure how this graveyard shift thing was going to go. But I actually quite enjoy it. So, plus sides there. Plus sides there. Okay, but uh, let's go ahead and start this podcast episode off with our three deep breaths. Wherever you are, go ahead and take three deep breaths with me. Ground out into your most authentic self. Center yourself. Let's do it. I got my Nag Shampa lit. I offer this incense smoke in my breath, my time, my attention to the magic that resides all around us and within us. I offer this smoke to the East in deep gratitude for the winds of inspiration and the dawning of every new beginning that resides at every moment. I offer this smoke to the South in deep gratitude for every flame of passion and creativity, every rising energy, noontime sun type energy that has us driving towards our goals and experiencing pleasure in all its forms. I offer this smoke to the West in deep gratitude for the waters of deep feeling, of intuition, of resilience, and of healing, getting us through and around the obstacles in our path and helping us grow. 
I offer this smoke to the north in deep gratitude for the connections that ground us, the connections to nature, to our community, to our family and our friends, and to the spirit that dwells inside of us and all around us. Thank you for that which grounds us. I offer this smoke to our spiritual guides in all the forms and names that they come in. Thank you for walking with us through this life. Thank you for your guidance, your wisdom, and your protection. I offer this smoke to the soul of the land in deep gratitude for the nourishment that we receive from you, the nourishment of our bodies, the nourishment of our spirits. I offer this smoke to our bodies in deep gratitude for all of the systems that enable us to experience this one wild and precious life. Thank you for the vessel of our spirits. And I offer this smoke to the spark of the divine, the sacred, the holy wild that resides in each of us. Blessed be. Mm. One of my favorite parts of the day now, doing that, doing those offerings, doing those blessings. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. <laughs> All right, so the aspects of the day, 12, 12 p.m. today, we have the waxing half moon in Leo. Now, astrosofa.com believes that this constellation can lead to some difficulties, some conflict. Um, however, I personally find the waxing half moon in Leo to be an awesome like just a really inspirational time. You know, Leo, I feel like is very much a, a sign of pleasure, just just having a great time, you know. And so I think today we're going to be inspired to, you know, find ways to make our life fun today. And sure, that might cause some, you know, con a little bit of conflict, maybe even just conflict within ourselves, you know, that kind of push and pull between responsibility and desire for for a, for a good time. So, um, so a little bit of that energy, energy going on today. And then at 1.59 p.m., we have the moon moving into Virgo, which the Virgo moon makes us uh, analytical, you know, uh, very critical, uh, which can be a positive thing or a negative thing, kind of depends on how you express it. Um, the moon in Virgo can make us very productive, very health conscious. Uh, work and the fulfillment of duties are typically in the foreground on Virgo moon days. So, um, so you know, you're prob probably, I'm, I'm sensing some energies the next couple of days of a little bit of push and pull, you know, of a uh, of uh, the need for productivity, wanting to get stuff done, but also kind of this desire for some pleasure. Um, let's find a way to make to do both, huh? Like if, if uh, you want to clean your house, maybe clean it in a fun way, get some friends over, play some good music. All right, then at 3.13 p.m. this afternoon, we have more of a challenging aspect, the Virgo moon in opposition with Jupiter in Pisces. This constellation can uh, put us in some opposition to a authoritative feelings, authoritative energies, authoritative people, maybe. 
Um, some conflicts, some disadvantages or problems could arise. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of something to keep in mind that kind of, you know, Virgo is a very grounded sign. Uh, Virgo is a very grounded sign, um, all about action and uh, practical action, practicality and organization and all that kind of stuff. Uh, whereas Pisces is extremely fluid, extremely mutable, uh, more interested in spiritual matters, um, so definitely some push and pull there a bit, uh, this urge to expand, but also an urge to attend to like the little details of daily life. So, um, lots of push and pull there. And then at 6.34 PM tonight, we have Venus in Gemini trining with Saturn in Aquarius. Astrosofa.com says this aspect makes us feel thorough and precise, loyal and sincere. Um, persistent, focused, uh, we, liking some, well, I mean, it says simplicity and unobtrusiveness at this time, but personally, I think this combo of Venus and Gemini with Saturn and Aquarius is probably going to make us feel, um, you know, pretty more intellectual, you know, I think we're going to have a good time with some intellect today, uh, the next couple of days. Yeah. So next couple of days, sounds like there's a lot of push and pull about, um, concerning like different aspects within ourselves, um, desire to get things done, uh, pull, pulling with the desire to be more, um, expansive and which is pulling, <laughs> with our desire to be more intellectual. There's just, there's a lot of really interesting energies in the next couple of days. Cause so kind of something to keep in mind and our herb of the day, it may help you, um, our herb of the day may help you with these kind of challenging uh, energies in the next couple of days. It is a moon that is associated with both the signs of Gemini and Virgo. And it is Skullscap. Skullscap? What the heck is up with my speech this morning? Excuse me. Skullcap, <laughs> which is uh, a Scutellaria lateriflora. Um, don't know if I pronounced that right, but that's okay. So Skullcap is also associated with the planets Moon, Saturn, Mercury, Neptune, and Pluto. Um, it's associated with both the water and the air elements. Uh, so this information I'm getting from the website wartsandcunning.com. That's warts with an O, not an A. Yes. So skull cap, really good herb for the next couple of days, y'all. You might want to pick some up. Um, so it's got, as far as nutrients it has, it's got B vitamins, calcium, potassium, flavonoids, tannins, scutellonin, stearic acid, acid, linoleic acid, and oleic acid. Um, its main uses, it's a powerful and deeply loved nervine within the traditional Western herbalism. It restores strength to an overwhelmed nervous system and helps with the accompanying symptoms of muscle spasms and nerve pain, all while cultivating calm. For nervousness, fear, and a sense of being overwhelmed, Skullcap stimulates the brain to produce more endorphins in the system due to the presence of scutellarin in the plant, which becomes scutellarane in the body. The herb is one of the writer's favorite brain tonics as it not only helps us to develop our pathways of mental clarity, 
but acts deeply on the nervous system to bring about a sense of wellness and peace. In the USA, we live in a culture that glorifies overwork and being productive, so Skullcap, with its message of balance and developing awareness between what we're thinking and what we're feeling, is an herb that the writer often turns to in their practice. It's an excellent ally for those who suffer from insomnia, especially when there is difficulty shutting off the busy chatter of a restless mind. can help promote healthy sleep patterns. Herbalist Thomas Bartram notes that Skullcap is a wonderful nervine for workaholics compelled to work long hours with resulting mental exhaustion. Wisdom of Skullcap is that as a teacher, they help us to reassess what pressures are appropriate and inappropriate in our work life, helping us to return not only to a state of mental peace, but dignity in work as well. It can be used for a variety of nervous conditions and imbalances stemming from hyperactivity, including ADHD, anxiety, hypertension, nervous exhaustion, as well as the effects of withdrawal from caffeine. It's a gentle ally for supporting folks grappling with addiction withdrawal as well as withdrawal symptoms from tranquilizers and antidepressants. Um, in the writer's opinion, it's an excellent ally to turn to for social media, gaming, and new forms of online addiction. Used for general recovery from colds and flu as well as the prolonged periods of stress. Um, can also be used for recovery from too much sun exposure, indigestion, fever and colds. It can also really help with irritability because it helps release us from buildup of frustration. Um, you can use it in alleviating bath blends as well. As far as magical uses go, Skullcap is an herb of oaths and binding contracts. Uh, it's worn by lovers to ensure fidelity. It can help in uh, with nervous conditions in the body. So that means it can also be used in rituals and spells for promoting peace and calm. During trance work, journeying, and astral projection, Skullcap keeps the spirit secured to the body so that it's able to find its way back after the journey. The herb can also help people ground in any situation, but especially post-meditation or after waking up from an intense dream or nightmare. Uh, yes, yeah, so super, super awesome. Um, I did a little extra research to see if I had any contraindications with medications. There are no reported contraindications. Um, as always with any herb, you should be a little leery if you are pregnant or breastfeeding and do some extra research. Um, this whole article on warts and cunning is fantastic. It's written by Alexis J. Cunning Folk. Um, really, really good article. It's called Of Rest and Worth Skullcap Plant Profile. Wonderful, wonderful plant. I think it's really going to help us the next couple of days. I'm definitely going to pick some up on my way home from work. Um, I think we all need a bit of that right now. Uh, it feels like a stressful time of year for kind of everybody. I think we're all feeling a little overworked yet not feeling like we can stop. Uh, so definitely turn to Skullcap, it sounds like, um, to get you through. You know, you deserve rest, even if you're having to be productive at the same time. All right, so it is time for our card of the day. So I will go ahead and pause the recording and get that going. And I'll see you in a few minutes.
we're back. Um, and I am today using the Wild Unknown Archetypes deck by Kim Kranz. And we have a really interesting reading uh, going on today, which I feel like they're always interesting, but particularly today. For our first card, we have the poet, um, which the poet's work, um, you know, poet energy is all about very much like deep honesty. Uh, poets tend to be very clairvoyant. Um, they flow between the personal and the universal, the microcosmic and the macrocosmic. Um, it's about being able to hold the big picture and the little picture at the same time and see how they are ever connected and putting that into words in a way that inspires others, even if even if it's not another poet that's reading the words. Um, a really good poet can write something and inspire anybody who happens to be reading it. It hits something deep and ageless and timeless and uh, archetypal and primal within us. Um, the poet is, you know, sort of like a shaman, uh, for lack of a better word. Um, they hover in that meeting place between the everyday and the sacred. And I think this is kind of an energy we are, we are being invited to embody today. Um, we are, we, we do have these energies going on right now, um, today in the next couple of days, that's a lot of push and pull. Um, and I think the microcosmic and the macrocosmic, the pull between those things is a good way to think of it. And we have to remember when there's a push and a pull between things, it's not because they're um, they're separate things. Uh, it's because there's a connection between them. And I think that's something kind of worth meditating on today. And our next three cards, I think, kind of describes to us uh, the connection that we are being invited to make today um, in terms of sort of our struggles at the moment. Um, and the first card, sort of an intense one, it's Thanatos, which it's an image of, gosh, what, which, uh, it's a very dark image of somebody being held by hands, like in the center of a web. And the Thanatos card in this archetypes deck is equivalent to the tarot card of death. Um, and so just remembering that death is about transformation um it's about it's it's like the end of a cycle and the grieving the mourning that comes with that but it's also an invitation to bear witness to the dark parts of life in a way that is non-judgmental, uh, recognizing it as a vital part of a cycle. So you may be grieving something in your life right now. Maybe it's on a personal microcosmic level. Maybe it's on more of a macrocosmic level where you are grieving the many ills of the word right world right now, which are too innumerable to cover in one short podcast. Um, so, you know, you may be feeling some grief today for a number of different things. And, uh, you know, if you're listening to this, you you know what that is for you. Um, and just remembering that phases like this, as 
painful as they are, as scary as they are even sometimes, um, periods of transformation are exactly that. They are a portal uh, into a possible new way of being. And that can be really terrifying. You know, it's like childbirth. It's incredibly painful. It can be scary. It can even lead to uh, physical harm for the person bringing a baby into the world. And I feel like personal transformations and macrocosmic transformations can kind of feel the same way. But in the end, they are bringing something new into being. Uh, and that's a really interesting, wonderful paradox in and of itself. And our third card is the castle, um, which is a really beautiful card. Um, it's got images of pearls and roses and kind of like a bejeweled eye surrounded by the color green. It's really lovely. And this card is an invitation to visit our throne, kind of our inner throne of power. Um, it, it can be a little bit of a materialistic thing, um, but it can also be something that projects an image of achievement, um, Kim Cran says. Uh, she says this card points to a tendency to hold on to possessions or a position that pro projects the image of achievement while the soul longs to run barefoot in the forest, leaving it all behind. This card, I feel like, are, is inviting us to see what in our life we might be uh, holding on to a little bit too tightly. Um, you know, it's okay to ha be materialistic to a certain extent. It's okay to uh, honor our responsibilities, especially when our responsibilities require a bit of a leadership position. But if we hold on to it too tightly, um, we end up making ourselves stuck because we're not connecting with that wild part of ourselves that really just longs for freedom, for wild creativity, um, for transformation. So kind of see where in your life you can um, give yourself a little bit more freedom, where in your life you need to wake up a bit and let go of materialism, um, you know, to a certain extent, we, in this world that we're living in, we kind of have to be materialistic in a certain, to a certain extent. But this is really inviting you to um, not be quite so attached to it. Um, you know, Kim Cran says, it's no wonder fairy tales tell of sleeping princesses within castle walls. Castles are loaded with duality. Um, so kind of an archetype to keep in mind thing uh, mind uh, castles are designed to keep things out they defend they separate it is likely there is connection and community beyond its walls that will revitalize you so what walls are you using to defend yourself right now against maybe maybe against the transformation that uh the thanatos card is like kind of maybe it feels threatening a bit and we're keeping ourselves inside of our walls afraid of what that transformation could mean for us. And this is an invitation to consider what may happen if we let our walls expand a little bit. And our very last card is the threshold, the door, the gate, the initiation. I think this card uh, is also the invitation to cross the threshold of our walls into this 
space of possibility. Um, it's asking us to leave behind the you that you thought was so well-formed and safe. Um, this card talked about a metaphorical death. Uh, some may not recognize you at the end of this initiation. Uh, you may struggle to recognize yourself. It's a liminal realm. Um, but there's a future that calls to you. And I think it has to do with our poet card that is all about, um, that is all about this being like this balance point between the microcosmic and the macrocosmic. So it sounds like to me, like during, during today, you're going to encounter some sort of situation that is going to call you to leave the safe walls of what you think you know about yourself or what you think you have to do. Um, and, experience something new that is also ultimately going to be transformative for you. Um, and that's something that's going to be different for everybody. Uh, but in the end, it's going to be really beneficial. It's going to be really healing as long as we allow ourselves to experience it. And just knowing that your castle is still there, you know, that your castle is still going to be there for you. Your home is still going to be there for you um, on the other side for you to return to, to recuperate and to integrate whatever you've realized. You don't have to leave your castle forever, but leaving your castle sometimes is necessary for your growth. Okay. And that is the end of our episode. A little bit of a longer one this time. You know, I was only going to pull one card, but then these three other cards wanted to come out of the deck. So, <laughs> all right. And I will post a picture of these beautiful cards online, of course. And, um, all right. So let's end this, uh, episode with a little bit of a poem and I will see you all tomorrow. One day, you finally knew what you had to do, and began, though the voices around you kept shouting their bad advice. Though the whole house began to tremble and you felt the old tug at your ankles. Mend my life, each voice cried. But you didn't stop. You knew what you had to do, though the wind pried with its stiff fingers at the very foundations, though the, their melancholy was terrible. It was already late enough, and a wild night, and the road full of fallen branches and stones. But little by little, as you left their voice behind, the stars began to burn through the sheets of clouds, and there was a new voice, which you slowly recognized as your own, that kept you company as you strode deeper and deeper into the world, determined to do the only thing you could do, determined to save the only life that you could save. Mary Oliver, The Journey.